Hello, and welcome back to 15 Minutes of Fascism, a sadly topical podcast covering the global rise of the radical right. I'm Craig Johnson, bringing to you this week a continuation of my Faces of Fascism series, a series that looks into and profiles the leading lights of the fascist and right-wing movements internationally. Today, I'm talking about the Prime Minister of Italy, Giorgia Maloney. Maloney is a prime minister elected from the Brothers of Italy party, an extreme right-wing party in Italy, and is also Italy's first female prime minister. Maloney was born in Rome in 1977. Her father left her family when she was only one year old, apparently to be a drug smuggler, for which he was eventually convicted in the Spanish Canary Islands in 1995. They are not in touch. Maloney grew up in a working-class district in the southeastern section of the city of Rome. As a teenager, she joined the youth wing of the MSI, the Italian Social Movement. The Italian Social Movement was an extreme right-wing party that existed in Italy from the post-war period until the 1990s. It was an openly neo-fascist organization. It was formed in 1946 by former Mussolini supporters, and it became one of Italy's biggest political parties after the war. Especially in the 1950s, the MSI was Italy's like fourth or fifth biggest party at various times, so an extremely powerful neo-fascist organization. By the time that Maloney joined it, it had faded from prominence somewhat, but was still fairly influential. After the MSI dissolved, she became the leader of the new student wing of the National Alliance. The National Alliance was the successor party of the MSI. And by successor party, I don't just mean like, hey, our old party dissolved, let's go make a new one. I mean, like, it was like, hey, we can't be in our old party anymore because, you know, it was founded by, like, actual fascists, so let's make a new one. But just so that people know that it's really actually the same party, we're going to use the same logo. Like, it was, it, was, it was the same party. The youth wing of the National Alliance was pretty militant when it came to right-wing nationalist organization. For example, they at one point occupied some teachers' union offices while she was in leadership as part of a campaign against education reform. While engaging in this political work, she was also working, including working as a waitress at some of Rome's biggest nightclubs. Maloney spent decades climbing the right-wing political ladder, which eventually paid off in the 2006 Italian election, when she was elected as a member of Italy's Chamber of Deputies. This is Italy's lower legislative house, again, for the National Alliance, the party that she really helped get off the ground. She eventually gained her first cabinet post in a Berlusconi cabinet in 2008, when at 31, she became the Minister of Youth. She stayed in Berlusconi's cabinet for three years until Berlusconi's eventual resignation as Italian Prime Minister. After the fall of the Berlusconi government, she and some of her right-wing allies formed a new political party in Italy, the Brothers of Italy. This is her current party. This was in the wake of the collapse of the National Alliance itself, which means that the Brothers of Italy, the current ruling party in Italy, can directly trace its lineage back to the Italian fascist party, just like pretty blatantly. Like Italian fascists founded the MSI, people in the MSI founded the National Alliance, people from the National Alliance founded the Brothers of Italy. Like, it's a, it's, it's a direct through line. There, there's no circuitousness here at all. The Brothers of Italy eventually made it into the Chamber of Deputies again as a part of a right-wing coalition. But in the mid-2010s, Maloney left 
electoral politics as an elected representative for a while in order to do some internal party work. In 2016, she made a solid but unsuccessful run for the mayorship of Rome. By the late 1910s, her party, the Brothers of Italy, had become one of the movers and shakers of the Italian right wing. She worked for the then Ascendant Lega, uh, which is, was originally called the Northern League, a right-wing network of political organizations run by a guy named Matteo Salvini. Matteo Salvini and Meloni, the current prime minister, but at the time not prime minister, and former prime minister Berlusconi created a right-wing coalition. It was at this point that Meloni's personal brand as a leader of the right-wing in Italy really reached the ascendance. This was in the late 2010s. Her party was one of these movers and shakers in this coalition, and she herself had a speech at an anti-LGBTQ rally get remixed into a popular dance track. Now, the DJ who did this remixing, you know, which involved her speech saying like, I am an Italian, I am a woman, I am a mother, I am a Catholic, something like that. He remixed this to a dance beat and it was supposed to be making fun of her. However, divorced from that ironic context, the just promulgation, the popularization of this phrase, her repeating this over and over again, made her into a kind of meme in Italy and not, not like an insulting one. People liked her. People followed her politics because of this statement. And she gained a lot of popularity, like a whole bunch of popularity because of this remix. This also led her into being an international star on the right wing. This in addition to, of course, her decades and decades of being an internal party organizer in Italy. This and her other international connections made her an important player in what is developing into a serious network of international right-wing political organizing just throughout the world in the 2020s. For example, she and the Brothers of Italy joined the Madrid Forum, which is a network of right-wing political organizations created by the Vox Party in Spain. The Madrid Forum primarily operates in Spain and Latin America, but has since expanded to include, for example, the Brothers of Italy Party, again, the ruling party in Italy. Giorgio Maloney was also a participant and a speaker at CPAC in Florida in 2022 making her another example of somebody like Viktor Orban, somebody who engages in internationalist right-wing organizing and politicking, who is especially appealing to the right-wing in the United States, while also appealing to the even more openly quasi-fascist right-wing in her own country. Her ultimate and at so far greatest success came in September 25th of last year. There were snap surprise elections in Italy, September 25th of last year, 2022, surprise elections with extremely low turnout. This ultimately led her right-wing coalition to win extremely handily. And the right-wing coalition had agreed that whichever party in it, Berlusconi's party, La Lega, or the Brothers of Italy, whichever party in it got the biggest vote count within the coalition, that party would be able to choose the prime minister, the leader of that coalition. Well, decades and decades of organizing and just being an extremely effective leader had made Giorgia Maloney the leader of the Brothers of Italy. And that meant that after this election, when her party got 20% of the vote overall in Italy, the highest vote count of any party in the country, she became the prime minister of Italy. Again, that country's 
first female prime minister, although not its youngest, despite having built a, an entire career essentially on being the leader of the youth wings of various right-wing parties in Italy. As the prime minister of Italy, she has come to enact an extremely right-wing political agenda. She, for example, immediately ended upon her election, upon her ascending to the prime ministership, she immediately ended a bunch of COVID precautions in Italy. And this is, remember, in Italy, the Western country, which faced the first and one of the first huge, big mass death COVID outbreaks, specifically in Northern Italy. So she just immediately ended a bunch of COVID precautions in Italy. Her government also issued a decree that could be used to stop any protests and imprison participants for years. Ostensibly, this law, this, this, this new policy, is organized around preventing like underground raves. But most observers, including Amnesty International, have said that it could be read to enable the government and to enable the police to end any supposedly unauthorized assembly, any assembly that was, you know, created for any purpose, right? Meloni has also expressed extreme opposition to migration, to abortion and queer rights, and to feminism in general. Her opposition to migration is specifically about migration from Africa to Italy. Meloni has often expressed a general disdain for migrants and their lives. She has issued essentially no protections for people who are trying to get to Italy from Africa or from Malta or from any other island in the Mediterranean. She's shown essentially indifference to the massive deaths that occasionally happen whenever these boats capsize and has essentially blamed the migrants for their own deaths for the capsizing of these boats. Her government's official policy, what she's trying to move them towards, is zero tolerance for migration. In response to migration polls, you know, people trying to get to Italy in order to get work in Italy, she wants to try to boost what she calls, quote, Italian birth rates. This is in order to avoid what she calls replacement. Yes, Giorgio Maloney believes in an Italian version of the, quote, great replacement theory. She believes that white Italians are being replaced by people of color, and specifically people from Africa and people from the Middle East, and she is trying to prevent that in a very open way. For this reason, in part, she is openly opposed to abortion and also to homosexual marriage. However, Italy has an abortion law. You can get an abortion in Italy. And Italy has a civil union law, although it does not have a homosexual marriage law. She doesn't want to change any of those laws, or at least she claims that she doesn't want to change any of those laws. But that's the sort of thing that a, this kind of politician would definitely change their tune on if they thought that it was going to help them in any capacity. Most interestingly, you know, just from a scholarly perspective, as a woman, Maloney has positioned herself very curiously with respect to feminism. She is openly opposed to what she calls feminism, but has also positioned herself as a women's candidate. By women, though, she means normative women, right? She means cis women. She means mothers. She means people who are homemakers, that sort of thing. Although, of course, she has led a, a, a serious political career for the entirety of her life. She is a biological mother to a child. However, the father of her child is not her husband. She, as far as I can tell, has never been married and instead has a domestic partner who is the father of her child. He's a sort of local celebrity type person in Italy. 
Maloney finally has also openly used serious anti-Semitic conspiracy theory language uh, in order to talk about her opposition, specifically the left, right? She has openly referenced like Soros-funded people. Again, this is a, a, a right-wing idea that comes from the right-wing in Hungary and also the United States. George Soros, a Jewish-American, a Hungarian-American billionaire who is accused by the right-wing of funding sort of progressive and left-wing activity, not just in the United States and not just in Europe, but around the world. This is a clear anti-Semitic dog whistle. It's trying to connect the billionaire status of Soros with the political left. This is just like classic oldie time Protocols of the Elders of Zion anti-Semitic crap. Maloney has also used the epithet globalists to describe her opponents. This, again, is a right-wing dog whistle to try to signal that there are some people who belong in certain places and other people who want to knit the world together, who want to eliminate national differences. You know, And those people are the quote-unquote globalists, citizens of nowhere. This, again, is a clear right-wing dog whistle. Maybe the most curious thing about Maloney's government, which again is extremely young, you know, it, it it hasn't even been around for barely six months, is its relationship to fascism. Maloney has herself openly condemned fascism as prime minister. However, since she became the PM and ever since she was a serious candidate for the prime ministership, video after video and radio interview after radio interview has surfaced of her praising Benito Mussolini as a national leader of Italy praising fascism as the political bulwark against which communism, you know, crashed in Italy. And of course, there's the fact that she just like was a member of a neo-fascist movement when she was a teenager and that that movement has brought her to the prime ministership. Like, it's just pretty clear that she is clearly related to fascism. Like, there is a a party descended from neo-fascism, which is itself not exactly a fascist party, but which is descended from neo-fascism that is in the prime minister's seat in Italy. And it is in the name, in the position of this woman, Giorgia Maloney. We're going to have to wait and see exactly what kind of influence she has over the international right wing and how long she can retain the prime ministership of Italy, something that is sort of famously fickle when it comes to international politics. All right. That was 15 Minutes of Fascism, a sadly topical podcast covering the global rise of the radical right. I'm Dr. Craig Johnson, thanking Sleepy Kitty Arts and Sleepy Kitty Music for our intro, outro, and graphics. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. Please leave a review on whatever it is you're listening to this on. Check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash 15 Minutes of Fascism. That's 15 Minutes of Fascism spelled out in all one word. That's also where you can reach me on Gmail, 15 Minutes of Fascism at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at hist of the right, that's H-I-S-T of the right, and fascism15. Thanks very much, and I'll talk to you next time.